Girivaradari Gopi Janavalaba Girivaradari Yashoda Nandana Prashjana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Prashjana Ranjana Jamuna Tiravanachari Jamuna Tiradavanachari Jayorata Matova Kunja Bihari Jayo Rata Motova Kunja Bihari Gopi Janabalaba Girivaradari Gopi Janabalaba Girivaradari Yashodanandana Prashjanaranjana Yashodanandana Prashjanaranjana Jamuna Tiravanachari Jamuna Tiravanachari Jayorathamotavakunja Bihari Radhamotavakunja Bihari Jayam Vishnupad, Paramahamsa, Parakaraja Gatara, Ashtatala Satishishi Mad, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhakti Vedanta, Swami Shla Prabhupada Ki, Anantakoti Vaishna Brindiki, Grantara Shimad Bhagavatam Ki, 
Nitai go premanandi. O glorious is some of devotees. O glorious is some of devotees. O glorious is some of devotees. O glorious to Sri Guru and Sri Goranga. Narayanam namaskritya naram chevanarotamam devim saraswatim vyasam tatojayam udirayat om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 7, Chapter entitled, What Prahlad Learned in the Womb, Text number 1331. Guru Shushaya Bhaktya Savalabda Panenacha Sangena Sadhu Bhaktanam Ishwara Radhanenacha Guru Shushushaya Bhaktya Savalabda Panenacha Sangena Sadhu Bhaktanam Ishwara Radhanenacha Guru Shushushaya Bhaktya Savalabda Panenacha Sangena Sadhu Bhaktanam Ishwara Radhanenacha So just read the first verse when you do it. Guru Shushushaya Bhaktya 
Guru Shushushaya, by rendering service to the bona fide spiritual master. Bhaktya, with faith and devotion. Sava, oh, Labda, of material gains. Apanena, by offering to the Guru or to Krishna through the spiritual master. Cha and Sangena by the association. Sadhu Bhaktanam of devotees and saintly persons. Ishwara of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Aradhanena by the worship. <coughs> Cha and Shraddhaya with great faith. Tatkatayam in discourses about the Lord. Cha and Kirtanai by glorifications. Gunakamanam of the transcendental qualities and activities of the Lord. <coughs> Tat is Padaamburuha on the lotus feet. Janat by meditation. Tat is Linga forms and deities. Iksha, observing. Ahana Adibi, and by worshipping. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. One must accept the bona fide spiritual master and render service unto him with great devotion and faith. Whatever one has in one's possession should be offered to the spiritual master. And in the association of saintly persons and devotees, one should worship the Lord, hear the glories of the Lord with faith, glorify the transcendental qualities and activities of the Lord, always meditate on the Lord's lotus feet, and worship the deity of the Lord strictly, according to the injunctions of the Shastra and Guru. Translation responsibly. One must accept the bona fide spiritual master and render service unto him with great faith and devotion. Whatever one has in one's possession should be offered to the spiritual master and in the association of saintly persons and devotees one should worship the Lord Hear the glories of the Lord with faith. Glorify the Lord. Oh, sorry. Glorify the transcendental qualities and activities of the Lord. Always meditate on the Lord's lotus feet. And worship the deity of the Lord. Strictly according to the injunctions of the Shastra and Guru.
purport. In the previous verse, it has been said that the process which immediately increases one's love and affection for the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the best of the many thousands of ways to become free from the entanglement of material existence. It is also said, Dharmasya tatvam nihitam guhayam. Actually, the truth of religious principles is extremely confidential. Nonetheless, it can be understood very easily if one actually adopts the principles of religion. As it is said, Dharman tu shakshad bhagavat pranitam. The process of religion is enunciated by the Supreme Lord because he is the supreme authority. This is also indicated in the previous verse by the word bhagavata. The injunctions or directions of the Lord are infallible, and their benefits are fully assured. According to his directions, which are explained in this verse, the perfect form of religion is bhakti-yoga. To practice bhakti-yoga, one must first accept a bona fide spiritual master. Srila Rupa Goswami, in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, 127475 advises Guru Pada Shrayas Tasmat Krishna Dikshadi Shikshanam Vishrambena Guru Seva Sadhu Vatmanu Vatanam Sadharma Pritscha Bogadi Chaga Krishnasya Hetive Hetive One's first duty is to accept a bona fide spiritual master. The student or disciple should be very inquisitive. He should be eager to know the complete truth about eternal religion, Sanatan Dharma. The words Guru, Shushru, Shaya mean one should, that one should personally serve the spiritual master by giving him bodily comforts, helping him in bathing, dressing, sleeping, eating, and so on. This is called Guru, Shushru, Shanam. A disciple should serve the spiritual master as a menial servant, and whatever he has in his possession should be dedicated to the spiritual master. Pranayar, artayar, diya, vacha. Everyone has his life, his wealth, his intelligence, and his words, and all of them should be offered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead through the via medium of the spiritual master. Everything should be offered to the spiritual master as a matter of duty, but the offering should be made to the spiritual master with heart and soul, not artificially to gain material prestige. This offering is called apana. Moreover, one should live among devotees, saintly persons, to learn the etiquette and proper behavior of devotional service. Srila Chakravati Thakur remarks in this connection that whatever is offered to the spiritual master should be offered with love and affection, not for material adoration. Similarly, it is recommended that one associate with devotees, but there must be some discrimination. Actually, a sadhu, a saintly person, must be saintly in his behavior. Uh, sadhava, sad, achara. Unless one adheres to the standard behavior, one's position as a sadhu, a saintly person, is not complete. Therefore, a Vaishnava or a sadhu must be <coughs> must completely adhere to the standard of behavior. Srila Chakravati Thakur says that a Vaishnava, a person initiated into the 
Vaishnava cult should be offered the respect, of be, the respect befitting a Vaishnava, which means that he should be offered service and prayers. However, one should not associate with him if he is not a fit person with whom to associate. Amagyan, Timirandasya, Gananjana, Shalakaya, Chakshurun Militam, Jena, Tasmaya, Shri Guravenama, Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam, Stapitam Yena, Bhutale, Swayam Rupa, Kadamayam, Dadati Swapadantikam, Vansha Kalpata, Rubyascha, Kripa Sindubi Evacha, Petitanam, Pavanebio, Vaishnavebio Namo Namaha, Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadha Shri Vasadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So, this section of the Bhagavatam, uh, Prahlad Maharaj is enunciating or describing to us different items of bhakti. Srila Prabhupada said that the bhakti rasamrita sindhu, which means the nectar of devotion, uh, that is the law book for ISKCON. Uh, Prabhupada said the four books are the pillars of ISKCON. Right, the Bhagavad Gita as it is, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, teachings of Lord Chaitanya, which Prabhupada later, uh, he completed the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and the Nectar of Devotion, which is a summary study of the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. So that is the law book for ISKCON. And within the Nectar of Devotion, chapter 6, we hear about uh, 64 angas of Bhakti, 64 ways in which you can serve Krishna. Uh, because we need to learn how to serve Krishna. Prabhupada says uh, in the Krishna Consciousness Happening album uh, that we have forgotten Krishna since time immemorial. Uh, it's been so long now, we, we can't even remember. Hands up if you remember seeing Krishna. Hand, hands up if you remember what he looks like. Hands up if you remember being with him. But according to our philosophy, we were once with him. Uh, Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema. Uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita says that originally we were with Krishna, but we haven't been with him for so long that we're forgotten. Uh, what do we call that state of consciousness when you can't remember something? Hmm? Uh, what do we call it? What's that? Dormant. Dormant. Yeah, you can say dormant. Yeah, like that. Or we, uh, in you know, in medical terms, we say amnesia. No, you, sometimes you get amnesia, like you get a knock on your head or something, and you wake up, you can't remember. No, you don't remember who you are, you don't remember who the people are around. Some people, you can't even recognize people, your own family, uh, or your friends, like, you know, you forget everything. Uh, so basically that's what we've got, uh, amnesia. We can't remember Krishna. We, we used to be with Krishna, we used to live with Krishna. It's been so long now, we can't even re remember being with Krishna. So. Sadhana bhakti, vaidhi sadhana bhakti, means we follow the rules, the regulations, the sadhana, the practices of bhakti to reawaken 
our devotional aptitude, uh, our devotional uh, mentality. Uh, one time, uh, Prabhupada arrived, I think it was in, in England, and the reporter said, why have you come to our country? Uh, why did you arrive? Why did you come to our country? And Prabhupada said, I've come to teach you that which you have forgotten. Uh, uh, that which you have forgotten. We forgot Krishna. So Prabhupada came as Krishna's representative to teach us what we have forgotten. We forgot Krishna. Uh, now it's time to remember Krishna again. Uh, so Prabhupada came to teach us that. Uh, another time uh, in Paris, uh, Prabhupada installed uh, Radha Parasishwara. Uh, you can see the video. Uh, the nice thing about, we're very fortunate that Prabhupada's probably the most, or one of the most documented people on the planet. Right? There's hundreds, maybe thousands of hours of video of Prabhupada. Thousands of hours of his lectures, his recordings. You can hear his voice. You can virtually live with Prabhupada. Uh, I, when I had a I had a car accident in uh, 2009 uh, in New Zealand, and then afterwards, you know, I had to. Uh, my leg was broken, and you know, I had a concussion, and so you know, I had to rest for about six weeks. So Burujan Prabhu, uh, he said to me, he said, uh, you know, just absorb yourself in hearing and chanting. So I spent quite a few hours each day just watching Prabhupada videos. Uh, and it's very nicely documented, uh, you know, Prabhupada's life. And then devotees are speaking over the videos. The devotees are saying, oh, Prabhupada was doing this, Prabhupada was doing that. And very nice videos. I have them at the farm. Uh, so I was, just, I was just watching hours you know, each day, you know, just watching Prabhupada, trying, trying to absorb Prabhupada into my consciousness. So on... When he installed uh, uh, Radha Parashishwara, Prabhupada installed them and then he walked across the room, the temple room, and he sat on the Vyasasan. And then Prabhupada said, there is another world. It is called Krishna Loka. It's called Goloka Brindam. There is another world. It's very powerful, very impactful. Prabhupada came to teach us what we've forgotten. We forgot about this other world. Uh, just like you might read about another place on the earth, like say New York City, which is very famous, maybe the most famous city in the world, New York City. So I've never been there, uh, but I've seen pictures of it. I know there's an Empire State Building, and I know there's uh, other stuff, you know, there's Tompkins Square Park, and there's 26 Second Avenue, and there's different, I know things about it, you know. I've never been there, but I, I know something about it. So. Uh, by hearing, right? and by these days we can even watch, we can watch videos and things like that, then we can uh, re-assimilate Krishna back into our consciousness. We've forgotten Krishna, but then we can bring him back into our consciousness. We can reawaken. Uh, as Chaitanya Charitamrita says, Nitya Siddha, Krishna Prema. This Krishna Prema, this love for Krishna in our heart, it's there already. Nitya Siddha, I mean, it's already in there. But it just needs to be brought out again. Uh, Shravanadi Jal, uh, by the process of hearing and chanting about Krishna. Otherwise you forget. Uh, we're in amnesia, we've forgotten Krishna, but by hearing about him, chanting about him, then you can become attached to him again, without even physically meeting him. Uh, and we hear about this in the Krishna book, it's a very important part of our philosophy. You know, the pastime with, uh, with Rukmini, 
Rukmini never actually met Krishna. You know, I mean, of course, she's his eternal consort, but in, in the pastimes here on earth, she hadn't met him. But she was hearing about him. Uh, Narad Muni and other, other sages and personalities, they would speak about him. And she fell in love with him. Krishna Prema, her love for Krishna manifests fully within her heart. She couldn't think of anyone else but Krishna. And Prabhupada explains, this is the process, right? By hearing and chanting about Krishna, then we become attached to him. That natural love, it manifests again within our heart. That's the goal of life, Krishna Prema. Just like in the morning after Mangalati, we say the ten offenses. And then we say, to achieve the desired success, which is Krishna Prema. There's a very important philosophical point in our tradition. You have to understand this. The goal is not Krishna. Right? Our goal of our sadhana is not Krishna. It is Krishna Prema. It is love for Krishna. Because when you have love for Krishna, you will attain Krishna. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, don't try to see Krishna. Act in such a way that Krishna will want to see you. That's the secret of bhakti. Right? You don't have to try to see Krishna. Act in such a way, he'll come and see you. Krishna will come to you. You take one step, he takes ten steps. Uh, Krishna can see you right now. Uh, are you ready to see him though? Uh, what would happen if he came? Uh, just like in Vrindavan, there's one forest called Kamyavan. Have you been to Kamyavan? Uh, some of you have been Kamyavan. Kamyavan means the forest of desires. Uh, Kamya, Kam, Kam means desire. Right? Kamyavan, it fulfills your desires. So it says that in Kamyavan, even to this day, there is a kalpa vriksha tree there. Somewhere in Kamyavan. If you find it, it can give you, fulfill any of your desires. Uh, so one devotee, he wasn't a pure devotee, he was a devotee. He was walking through Kamyavan, he's looking for this tree. Where is this tree? Where is this tree? No, so he walked through Kamyava. And he, he walked all day, he couldn't find it. And he was tired, so he sat down. And when he sat down under a tree, he said, Oh, now I'm tired. I wish I had a, a bed to lie on. And suddenly, a bed manifest. And he thought, oh, I found the tree. <laughs> he, lo he looked up. And then he thought, Oh, I'm very hungry. I would like something to eat. And then suddenly, big man big plate of prasada manifested. Uh, but then he started to think in his mind so many things. Oh, I need this, I want that. So he was, he was meditating and different things were appearing. So then he, had, he ate all the prasad. He was very hungry, he ate all the prasad. Then he was full. He laid down on the, on the bed. Uh, and he was laying there and he's feeling very satisfied. Oh, now my desires are being fulfilled. But then he thought to himself, it was getting dark. And he thought to himself in his mind, oh... I hope no tigers come. Suddenly a tiger manifest and then ate him, jumped on him. Uh, so don't ask Krishna for material things. Uh, because that's why we can't meet Krishna now. We could meet Krishna right now. There's no problem. Well, Prabhupada could close his eyes and see Krishna. In 1977, the devotees asked Prabhupada, they said, Prabhupada, stay with us. Don't go. Because it was, it was apparent Prabhupada was about to leave this world. They said, Prabhupada, stay. Prabhupada said, I will ask Krishna. And he closed his eyes. And he went into a trance. And three or four minutes later, he came back. And then Prabhupada said, Krishna has left the decision up to me. Well, if I want to stay or I want to go. Krishna said, it is up to you. 
You can come now or you can stay a bit longer. It's up to you. Uh, so Prabhupada could directly speak to Krishna. Uh, we could also do that. But why is Krishna not manifesting in front of us now? Because we'd probably ask him for the wrong thing. Uh, first thing, what would you? First thing you would ask him for? Uh, I don't know. What would we ask? Maybe you know. I want you know, unlimited sweets. Uh, anytime I want, just they will manifest. Or you know, we might ask for so many things. Uh, so Krishna is there within our heart. Krishna consciousness is already there. It just needs to come out. That's called sadhana bhakti, vaidhi sadhana bhakti. That's why we practice, because we're trying to remember Krishna once again. So, uh, <clears throat> in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, in the Nectar of Devotion, in that sixth chapter, then uh, Rupa Goswami, he explains to us 64 ways that you can serve Krishna. Right? Now we want to remember Krishna. Uh, so, how do we serve him? Uh, this is all explained in the Bhagavatam, in the second chapter of the first canto. What's the second chapter of the first canto? What's it called? What is it? Divinity and divine service. Right? Prabhupada said that chapter is so important, we should memorize the whole chapter. That's how important that chapter. So Rupa Goswami, he, he teaches us this concept of there's nine levels of bhakti. Shraddha to prema. So you know those nine levels. Shraddha, Sadhu Sangha, Bhajana Kriya, uh, Anatta Nivriti, Nishta, uh, Ruchiya Sakti, Bhava and Prema. So we know there's nine levels. So those nine levels, they come from that second chapter. That's where they're taken from. Everything is in the Bhagavatam. All our philosophy is in the Bhagavatam. Rupa Goswami and the Goswamis, the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they brought all of these teachings out of the Bhagavatam to teach us. So... Uh, First of all, there is Sadhu Sangha. Oh, sorry. First of all, there is Shraddha. Shraddha means? Faith. Right? Spiritual life, it's only one thing. It's faith. That's all it is. Right? Going to those nine levels just means you have more faith. Oh, you have more faith now? Now you're Nishta. You have more faith? Now you're Ruchi. You have more faith? Now you're a Sakti. You have more faith? Now you're Bhava. You have more faith in Krishna. Now you're Prema. Right? Prema means complete faith in Krishna, nothing else but Krishna. Now, that's all it is, Shraddha. So that's why we have to develop our, our faith, our Shraddha, go higher, go higher. Right? So it begins with Shraddha, spiritual life. And then what does Shraddha lead to? Sadhu Sangha. Because you think, oh, I have faith, I want to be a devotee. Uh, so now uh, I need to find Sadhus. Sadhus. Uh, what's the definition of Sadhu? How do we define it? One definition is one who cuts. Sadhu. What does he cut? Uh, your material attachments. That's why we need association of sadhus, devotees, advanced devotees. Because what will they do? They will cut <laughs> your attachments, your false ego, your material desires. That's why we need to associate with advanced devotees. Hmm? So that's called sadhu sangha. And then what, then what do the sadhus do to you uh, once you associate with them? They say, Prabhu, you want to do some service? Well, and that's it, your life is finished. Well, you want to do some service? Uh, you have Shraddha. In the beginning, you're very enthusiastic. Yes, Prabhu, I want to do service. Uh, and that's it, your life is finished. Because the service never finishes. 
just the beginning. When I walked in this temple, the first time I walked in here in 1989, the first time I walked in, I came here to be peaceful. That was my goal. And I haven't been peaceful since. Because <laughs> I walked in, I said, I want to join. I said, okay, join. All right. Now I thought, oh, you know, we, we meditate and we do peaceful things. And they said, they said, okay, go to Crossways. I said, oh, okay. So I went to Crossways. And after Crossways, then they said, now go and distribute books. Well, okay, distribute books. And then they said, uh, become a temple president. So I became a temple president. In Adelaide, I was temple president for a few years. And then they said, come back to Melbourne and preach and teach. Uh, cool. So I came back and I started doing that. And then they said, now go to the farm, uh, run retreats, uh, teach, preach, do all these things. Oh, okay, now do that. And then who knows what will be next? Uh, uh, service doesn't stop. Uh, it, ruin, it ruins your life. Uh, now, now you don't have any other life. You don't have time for anything else. Uh, one time they were interviewing my Guru Maharaj, His Holiness Tamal Krishna Maharaj, they were doing an interview. And they were talking about some of the gurus fell down in the 1980s after Prabhupada left and the gurus and some of them fell down. And he was one of the original gurus. They said, why didn't that happen to you? Why didn't you fall down? Why didn't you leave? He said, I didn't, I didn't have time. He said, I didn't have time. It's too much service. I didn't even have time to think. <laughs> can, can I go here? Can I do this? Can, can I do something else other than Krishna consciousness? There's more service, more service, more service. Uh, so that's called bhajana kriya. Uh, bhajana kriya means you begin to do service. You're engaged in service. Devotees engage you in service. Come on. Chant 16 rounds. Uh, when you finish that, okay, come and see us. Right? And then we'll engage you. you know, read Prabhupada's books one hour, two hours a day. Right? Do service. So much to do. Right? No time. Prabhupada says in the Bhagavad Gita at the end, Prabhupada says, uh, construct your life in such a way that 24 hours a day you cannot help but think of Krishna. Right? Make your life like that. 24 hours, you can't help but think of You've got nothing else you can do but think of Krishna. Right? That's Krishna consciousness. Right? So we do that. That's sadhana bhakti. And then that leads to anatta nivritti. Anatta means all the impure things start to come out. As you practice bhakti, you'll become more pure. And then you'll get to the platform of nishta. Nishta means you become steady, you become fixed in Krishna's service. You don't deviate. You don't serve Krishna on Sunday, but not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and Saturday. No. Devotional service is nitya. Nitya seva. Means we serve Krishna every day. We don't just serve Krishna one day a week or five days a week. No, every day you do service. You chant your rounds every day. That's, the, that's our service attitude. And then that will lead to higher levels of bhakti. So all this comes from the nectar of devotion. All right, we're, taught, we're taught about these things. It comes from the Bhagavatam. So then we get to the sixth chapter of the nectar of devotion, the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and then it teaches us in chapter six how to serve Krishna. Okay, now you want to serve Krishna. You have faith. You're associating with the devotees. The devotees engage you in service. How will you serve Krishna? So Rupa Goswami says, okay, there's 64 ways to serve Krishna. How do we serve him? Right. 64 different ways. So in these verses, and it, where, where are those 64 coming from? It's taken from right here, in, in this, what we're reading now. Uh, 
64 ways to serve Krishna. What's the first? Well, Prabhupada mentions Gurupad Ashraya. It all begins with taking shelter of a bona fide spiritual master. That's the first anger of bhakti. Why do we need gurus? Why do you need to take shelter? Because who's going to teach you how to serve Krishna? Who's going to teach you? You need spiritual masters, you need gurus. Otherwise, you won't know how to serve Krishna. We want to serve Krishna, but you won't know how to do it. Right? I always give the example. Uh, even a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I came in here at 9 o'clock. We, we had class in the theater, and then I came to see the deities afterwards. And, you know, people come and they leave things on the altar, you know, milk and rice and different things. So I, was, I came to see the deities at 9 o'clock, and I looked, and it was like a little box. And I said, oh, what's that? And I had a look, it was chocolate. You know, chocolates. It's nice. People have nice, in, oh, I'm going to the temple, I want to give a gift, I'll give some chocolate. However, that's not what Krishna eats. <laughs> he doesn't eat that. So I, I picked it up, I took it, I took it out. Because uh, that's, that's not, so the person, they want to serve Krishna, but they don't know how to serve Krishna. That's why you need gurus. Otherwise you don't know how to do. So I don't know which person it was, you know, but if I had have seen them, I would have said to them, you know, Prabhu, thank you for coming to the temple, but this is not the right gift. So many years ago, I came in. It wasn't me, actually. It was another devotee. I came in, and they saw uh, there was a box. So I picked up the box, took it into paraphernalia room, right? Opened up the box, a box of uh, cigars, right? Not the right gift, right? They thought, in their mind, they thought, oh, nice gift. You know, when... You, in the West, sometimes people think, oh, I want to give a nice gift to someone. You give them a box of cigars. Oh, that's nice. That's high class. <laughs> not here, it's not. Here it is low class. Uh, uh, in, our, in our Vaishnav culture, that's not a good gift, especially for the deities. You know? So the intent was good, but it is not pleasing to Krishna. Bhakti has to be two things. It has to be favorable Right? When you do bhakti, when you do devotional service, you have to be favorable. You want to do it. Right? You have to be favorable. Like the person brought the cigars, they're favorable, they wanted to do it, nice service. Uh, but it has to have a second element, it has to be pleasing. So you have to have good intent, but you also have to do something which Krishna likes. All right? If you do your service and you're not favorable, that's not bhakti. Like someone says, clean the temple room. And in your mind, you're cleaning and you're thinking, why do I have to clean the temple room? Huh? Why do I have to do this service? Why doesn't someone else do it? Uh, it's always me, I have to do it. Huh? I clean the temple. So in your mind, you're doing the service, but you're not favorable to Krishna. What we should be thinking is, I am so fortunate. Prabhupada said the pujaris of Krishna and Balaram in Vrindavan, which means any pujari, like, you know, Prabhu's worshiping the deity right now, Prabhupada said the Pujaris are the most fortunate people in the universe. Why? Because they're directly serving Krishna. That's like being in the spiritual world. Like Prabhu is offering flowers to Krishna right now. What will you do when you get to the spiritual world? Huh? You'll make garlands. You'll do service. You'll offer flowers to Krishna. Huh? That's the same. You know, there's a, there's a forest in Brindavan near Govardhan Hill called Pushpavan. Uh, the forest of flowers. In the morning, the gopis go there, they pick all the flowers to make beautiful garlands for Krishna. Right? The garlands have to have at least, in, in the spiritual world, but you know, here as well if we can, the garlands have to have at least seven different types of aromatic flowers. 
seven different types. And which, which flowers are the favorite of Krishna? The white flowers. He likes the white flowers, like the jasmines and all the, they have all the fragrance. And then which is Gandharaj, which is like the, the top. It is called the gardenia. You know gardenia? You know the flower? Gardenia? Yeah, that one. That's Gandha. That's the, because the flowers, all the flowers here on earth, where does their scent come from? Where does their scent come from? Krishna. How does it come from Krishna? No, but how does it get there? True, true, but how? Right? He walks on the earth. He came here, remember he came here 5,000 years ago? He walked on the earth and his body is aromatic. Krishna's body smells sweet. Our body smells right? uh, different smells. <laughs> sometimes good, sometimes not good. <laughs> we, our body sometimes smells good, sometimes it doesn't. Naturally, we have to put things on it. Like yesterday I was walking and I walked past one man, he had an aftershave on. Like, like very powerful. Like walked past him, like, oh my God, you know. And why does he do that? Because he probably smells. So he puts on aftershave to cover the, the smell. That's why people do it. That's why they put perfumes on it. So Krishna's body naturally smells uh, very aromatic. So when he walks on the earth, his, the fragrance of his body goes into the earth and comes up through all the different flowers. And all the different flowers have a little bit of Krishna's uh, scent. And gardenia, Gandharaj, it has the most of Krishna's scent. When you smell it, it's the closest to Krishna's body. And when you have a very powerful gardenia, they're intoxicating. Right? So this is, this is the, the, the fragrance that's coming from uh, Krishna's body. So uh, when you're offering the flowers uh, to Krishna, this is the same as serving him in the spiritual world. Uh, these are nitya seva. Uh, so we learn these things uh, from our spiritual masters. They teach us right, how to serve Krishna. Uh, devotees are enthusiastic. We want to serve Krishna, but the spiritual masters teach us how to do it. Because uh, it has to be two things. It has to be favorable and pleasing. Uh, we're favorable. Uh, we have the good, good motivation. We want to serve Krishna. But the gurus teach you how to serve Krishna. Especially you need gurus because they teach you the mood in which you serve Krishna. Mm? That's why you need to associate with advanced devotees, to understand the mood. Uh, just like you know, I was watching that video of uh, Prabhupada installing uh, Radha Parashishwara. Uh, so devotees were installing, but that Prabhupada, he was, you could see his mood, it was very serious. He was saying, do this, do that, because he wanted everything to be perfect for Krishna. Uh, so that's why we need to associate with the advanced devotees. So here in this section of Bhagavatam, it is teaching us right, uh, the different ways to serve Krishna. And this is all coming uh, everything in the Nectar of Devotion, the Bhakti Rasa, is 64 ways to serve Krishna. That's all coming from Srimad Bhagavatam. Right here, this is the, one of the sections. Rupa Goswami has taken these uh, items out. Uh, okay, so we'll stop here. Any questions or comments? Anything that we discussed?
Do we have a microphone? Okay. Transcendental microphone key. Jai Ho. Jai Ho, back to mic. Back to mic key. Um, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the nice class. Prabhuji, you were talking like you mentioned how we don't want Krishna, we want Krishna Prema. Mm. Sorry, but I can't understand the difference between Krishna and Krishna Prem because we see we can only love a person when we have them. Like we say for parents, we have them. That's how we love them. So hard to understand this. Yeah, that's true what you're saying. But you know, we also explained in the class that uh, you don't have to meet someone to love them. I never, I never met Prabhupada. I didn't meet him. When he was here, I was telling the devotees last night, when he was here in Melbourne in this temple, I would have only been like seven years old, eight years old, something. So I never met him. But I love him, even though I never met him. Why? Because I've heard from him, I've heard about him, I've seen him on pictures and videos and things like that. So that's, so, I have love for Prabhupada, I love Prabhupada, right? But I've never met Prabhupada directly. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's like that with Krishna. Maybe we didn't meet Krishna, but we want to develop love for Krishna. Because if you develop love for Krishna, Krishna will say, oh, that person loves me. I will come and meet him. And then one day you'll see Krishna in front of you and you'll think, oh, it's you. That makes sense? Thank you, Prabhupada. Okay, please come again. Will you come tomorrow? Oh, very good. Okay. Any other questions? Back to my Keith. Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you for the class. Um, okay, so you mentioned that Krishna's body gives the fragrance to the flowers. So what about all the ghastly smells? What's the question? Where, where are all the ghastly smells coming from? Uh, the mode of ignorance. Okay. The mode of ignorance. Because mode of goodness, what are those smells? What are they like? I think they're good. Yeah, of course. They're good. So you smell something good, that's mode of goodness. That gives you an idea, because the mode of goodness is very similar to pure goodness, Shuddha Sattva. So it gives you an idea of what the spiritual world is like. You know, when we smell the beautiful flowers here in this world? Yes. Right? Now, that gives us an idea of what the spiritual world is like. It says in the 10th canto, in one of the commentaries, it says that uh, the fragrance of Tulsi Devi, because she is the Pushpasara, She's the essence of all the flowers. She's the highest of all the, the flowers. So her scent in the spiritual world, because she's everywhere in the spiritual world, Tulsi's everywhere, it's intoxicating. It's like the highest. And it says you can't, when, when she manifests in this world, in this world of humans, the, the full scent isn't fully manifest. Unless you're a pure devotee then you'll smell the actual scents. And they're intoxicating, they're beyond description. It actually says in, the, in Brindavan, in the forest of Brindavan, in the spiritual world, Vishnu Chakravati Thakur says, two things are the most prominent features of Brindavan. What are the two things which are the most prominent features of Brindavan? Uh, 
the dust, yeah, that's prominent, yeah, but that's not the what he mentions in this particular section. Well, the two things which are the most prominent in the spiritual world. Uh, one is the bodies of water, or the kundas, you know, Radha kund, Shama kund, uh, Govinda kund, Manisiganga. You know, so many water because those bodies of waters. Uh, they give unlimited pleasure to the devotees. They swim a lot in the spiritual world. Hands up if you like swimming. <laughs> no, that's good. Because in the spiritual world, you better get used to it. because Otherwise, they'll push you in. Because <laughs> everyone swims up there. There's a lot of... So the bodies of water. Right? That's one of the, the... And the other primary feature is the aromas, the scents in Vrindavan. The gentle winds blow through Vrindavan and they give intoxicating fragrances. So when you get back, you'll know it's Vrindavan when you get back there because you'll just become overwhelmed, you're almost faint because it's so sweet, the air. You know, everything just perfume like all the time from all the natural flowers like that, just over overwhelming. So these two qualities are, are there in Vrindavan, overwhelming fragrances and then the bodies of water and as the because sometimes it gets hot in the spiritual world sometimes they have hot weather the seasons come and go there's all the different seasons are there so sometimes it gets hot <coughs> so then the cool breezes bring the uh, they blow over the lakes and then the, the cool and the river Jamuna right? and then the, the cool cool breezes then they uh, they cool everyone down in the spiritual world so all these bad smells, they're, they're only down here. No, that means, means mode of ignorance. It uh, means if something's not clean, right, if people don't keep things clean, and you know, then everything starts to smell and like that, that means, yeah, that's where mm. it's coming from, mode mm. of ignorance. You know, sometimes <laughs> anyway, there's some really bad smells in, this, in the material world. Some really bad smells. Just smelling them makes you sick. You're just saying, oh my God, it's like... Is that okay? Yes. Okay. Any other questions? Okay. Srila Prabhupada Ki? Jai.